Well, hello everyone. It is so good to join you and see you all again. Um, as you already know, my name is Jordan Orozco and welcome to Nam Watch Review. Um, on this program, if you already don't know, we review the latest throwbacks or any new and up and coming shows that have previewed movies, all that wonderful stuff. Um, and I have two beautiful guests with me today. Um, one I know very well. The other one is the first time on one of the shows that I'm hosting. Um, and so today, before we get into what we're watching, if you don't know from my background, um, I'm having a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> Mai Tai. I feel like I'm the only one that's always like drinking and shoveling food in my mouth whenever I host. Oh my God, I love it. Look at that, it's oh, I figured oh, it was appropriate. Oh, it is massively <laughs> appropriate and I love it. Um, I love it. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I but like, I feel like I'm always the one that's like shoveling, like, uh, like I have, a, I have a burger, I have a, vegan steakhouse burger um and then like am i i'm like i'm just shoveling food in my mouth the entire time but this is not much uh this is not much this yeah. is not network so we gotta just freaking do it um anyway so uh that's what i'm eating alejandro it is good to see you again sir what are you doing what's up with you what are you domin on oh man I'm, I'm spoiled like one i mean i get another episode with you i mean this is like like four that that's within like two weeks and we have mabs over here like i haven't seen her in a long time of course it's an episode with us but i've never had the pleasure in a long time other than to be on the show with you i think it's been a couple times but regardless of all that rambling aside i got some delicious sprite to the side i have mm -hmm. some spanish rice a little infused green salsa in there because my butt definitely has to go with some homemade chips as well so um nice. oh and i like i got some mike and ikes i got i gotta add this in there so I i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> And it's the, is it, is it the citrus kind? The citrus or the tropical one? Yeah, the original one. It's the original citrus, so definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good job, good job. Marianne, hi, nice to Hello. meet you. Nice to have you on the show. Um, I can see you're an alien fan just like me, so I'm so excited to get in the conversation. Where do you munch it on? What are you drinking? Uh, I am being kind of basic bitchy and having vodka and cranberry <laughs> soda, which is great and lovely. What makes it super fancy is it has black lemon bitters in it. Very, very good. Highly suggested. Can really kick up any vodka beverage. That sounds yummy. And I want some <laughs> right now, but I want it in that cup. If it doesn't come oh, in yeah. that cup, I don't want it. It's, <laughs> it's the greatest. So uh, fast rewinding back to the very beginning of the pandemic, it was during Alien Day, April 26, you know, yeah. which is LV426. And I did a really stupid short video of like mixing a drink in this big thing and made a joke about, you know, don't break quarantine. Remember what happened the last time. And it was like, <laughs> it's one of my favorite cups. That is, oh, that's phenomenal. That's no, a great that's cup. A beautiful, that's a great cup. It's awesome. It's beautiful. And I'm in love with it. It's a cookie um, bar. <laughs> what? That's what I, that's what I love in a person. Somebody that sees multiple uses for one item. I love it. I love it. I had a cookie jar that I did I had a cookie jar that was a shark and when you would open it, it would go dun dun and I used it as a cookie cup for a while. So you know what? It was great. Okay, but Jaws um, is my favorite movie. So Oh I think I still have it, but producer like Jaws. Yeah, it's, it's the like some greatest movie. <laughs> I do, I had it and it was like so it was like a shark and then the jaws would open and up would like the mouth would open up and it was a cookie jar, but it was holding a surfboard. <laughs> and um, it was broken. The surfboard, like, you know, I'd munched into, but it was like one of my favorite things when I used to use it. Um, That's amazing. So 
We're already getting some comments, which is great. I'm excited for comments. Um, I'm the one who nerd says Prometheus or a safety course and what not to do on an alien planet. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to take off um, my helmet and touch this thing that I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm still oh, mad to this yeah, day. And I'm going to I'm going to talk to a weird alien nerd uh, worm and then just try to pretend like it's a cat, well, like well, it knows. Hello. Oh, yeah, oh, you're right. gorgeous. Oh, you're so <laughs> gorgeous. gorgeous. You're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> and then I'm the one who nerds about Mary's cup says, Marianne wins. No one was competing, but she wins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Bill RW3 says, gonna need another barrel. Um, <laughs> yes. So if any of you all don't know, we are talking about 2012's 10 years ago Prometheus which um was the uh prequel to all of the alien movies that came out um and the wonderful and talented and amazing Ridley Scott directed this um he did Alien he did um a bunch of other horror films as well as the other alien iterations that have come out um and I was so excited when this movie came out um I'll give you a little bit of history I was telling Marianne before we started this stream but but Basically, long story short, um, I have this terror, terrorizing moment or traumatizing moment in my childhood where, I, Alejandro, I think I've told you this. My dad used to sit me down late at night and watch horror films when I was like five and six. Yeah, we discussed um, this. Yeah. Yes. And these, and so it was like Leprechaun. It was like <laughs> Friday the 13th. It was like Nightmare on Elm Street. And the worst one was Alien, right? For some reason, this movie terrified me when I was a kid and it was like alien and then it was like alien two and then it was like resurrect all that stuff. And then as I grew older, so I was traumatized, had nightmares. Um, and then as I grew older, I started to love horror films and I started to love being scared. Right. Um, and then if you go back and watch alien, it still has that like iconic horror film Feel, but I'm not scared of it anymore, obviously, because I'm a grown ass adult. And like, I watch scarier films, like psychological films have to scare me now, like to the point where like, I question my own existence for two days. But like, when I heard that Prometheus was coming out, I flipped out. I was like, yes, I need to go see this in theaters. Um, and when it and when I saw it, you know, watching it back then, I was like, this is amazing. This is an awesome movie. And then watching it again, I was like, I have some things, I have some comments, but you know, with, with the background and everything, and I think Marianne too, you're going to have a lot to say and you can correct me on a lot of the alien lore that sort of like exists between now and, and, and what, what has shown up. Um, I will say it is probably one of my favorite film franchises of all time. Um, I absolutely love alien. Um, I think, you know, there's just been so many movies that have come out that have made this franchise what it is. Um, and so that's just a brief background of like my experience with Alien. Um, Marianne, let's start with you since you are wearing the Whalen Corp shirt, which I'm pissed off because I threw mine away. Why did I throw mine away? I like, it got too small and I couldn't wear it. Um, but like, what is your experience with Alien? What is your experience with Prometheus? Um, how did you get into the franchise and how did you get into this film? What's really funny, and the thing that I always love to bring up when someone else talks about, well, it was my dad who got me into sci-fi and stuff like that. It was my mom. My mom was obsessed with creature features. She grew up in the Bay Area in California, and so that was a very big thing for her as a teenager, was getting to watch those. And she introduced me to zombie films and Star Trek and like everything genre. That was what we would do on 
Friday and Saturday nights was sit there and watch X-Files together and stuff like that. So I saw Alien at a very young age on a VHS somewhere sometime and was just kind of like obsessed from the get-go. And that sort of has continued this love affair with kind of everything Ridley Scott has done other than Mm -hmm. Exodus, because we don't talk about Exodus. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We we don't talk about Bruno on this channel, (laughs) ma'am. So to set the scene for seeing Prometheus the first time, I'm also a Ren Faire nerd. And I am at a Ren Faire that my partner, my former partner and I used to put on in South Lake Tahoe over two weekends. And the movie was opening during one of the weekends. And I'm like, guys, we have to go see it. We got to get together a group and we have to go see it. And it was not playing anywhere within like a two hour radius. And we drove to see it for a midnight screening. It was not a great experience. Oh no. (laughs) I dragged these people to see this movie because I was so excited that guys, this is Ridley Scott. He is coming back to the franchise and it was a total letdown for everybody in the group. So that really sucked. And I think watching it yesterday was the first time I've seen it since then. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think, you know, it's because it, because it definitely was that a different... face you're making. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there watching it by myself just going, oh, man, no wonder they were all so pissed at me after I did that. Because I was seriously for days just going, guys, guys, it's Prometheus. We have to go because all the trailers were amazing and the posters were amazing. And there was no reason to believe that it was going to not be amazing. Yeah, I think I think they did a really good job with marketing and promoting because, you know, there were so many horror fans that were already a fan of the Alien series as, you know, you are and as, you know, I begrudgingly, not begrudgingly, as I was traumatized into liking the Alien franchise. Um, and then when this came out, I think, I think for me, I was excited as you, but I knew that this was going to be a prequel movie. And I know prequel movies are usually a letdown like in some form or another, except The Hobbit, right? Like, I, I know that like, like usually prequel films, I'm like, I'm not going to expect the world. Like, I'm not going to expect Alien. I'm not going to expect that. But I did go, I did go going in with high expectations. And there were things that I was like, that, uh, what, what was that? Why is that happening? What, wait, hold on. So, so, so that I do agree with you. There was, it was a little bit of a, like a letdown for me in a lot of ways. Um, Alejandro, what about you? Sorry, I just caught you with your with you with a mouthful of food. Um, oh, no, what was your What was your experience with Prometheus? What was your first things? Uh, how was it introduced to you? So, um, basically, my introduction to the Alien franchise has been uh, sentimental and yet different in regards to uh, the term chronological order. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, basically seven-year-old me used to live in a, uh, limestone house in Alabama, five acres away from the nearest human being. So Dish Network and my family was the only communication I had. So basically one time, um, uh, I got low key, like TNT, some kind of like monster vision attachment, monster vision is my introduction to a lot of films lately as a kid or a lot of the horror genre. Uh, but my introduction was Alien versus Predator. And so at mm. that time being AVP, 
I found it fascinating. I was like, oh my God, these are two massive. To me, that was my Godzilla versus King Kong because I, would, I just didn't, I was like, this is great. So uh, immediately the action franchise uh, toys were out at Walmart all the time. And I remembered uh, being seven and uh, Easter's time was coming and they asked me what I wanted with their Easter bunny. I was like, I want an AVP Predator toys. And uh, lo and behold, that Easter bunny <laughs> went through and got me some AVP Predator toys. I was like, these are freaking badass. So that's what uh, kind of was, kept me, you know, I always had imagination going on when it came to it. Uh, my hat is a mixture of the universe right here. So you got the Yutani USMC. Wayland Corporation mixture of stuff here. So it's a collaboration of the universe of uh, Alien. So my franchise, my introduction to it was all comic books and action figures, whatever it was released and was allowed to. Fast forward, producer Steph being the amazing individual she is, uh, during one of her uh, introductions to uh, uh, her, I was actually at one of her premieres when she did some reality TV show called The Doll Life uh, a few years back. And uh, pretty much we were at an art gallery that was showing some really badass um alien paintings, you know, in bright neon colors and so forth, really essential, really detailed. And it was in a set of three. And we just met, I just introduced her and I wasn't very sure if she was interested until the following day, they showed up my door and she was like, here, I was like, oh, right. I guess we're, <laughs> I guess you're gonna be okay. So um, so in in general, I get a lot of sentimental values with a lot of uh, uh, the alien universe, so to speak. In regards for me, because I'm, I'm sure we're about to talk about this, um, my rating is based off of how they attempted to connect the universes together and i think they were successful however my complaint is it was done sloppy like and fast and there were tons of wtf moments and um to me though which i'm sure we'll go over and i'll go right back to you uh it's saving grace to me was once again its ability to connect things finally and the fact that heroin they had in this freaking movie was an absolute badass considering that she comes from a trio of the girl jacket had two a series um the fact that she plays so many damn you know what i would say bodyguard characters or i'd say stoic like very very prominent if not female genderless characters on multiple occasions where she is just a freaking badass and i do think yeah there are some actions that she did that went, mm, but essentially i do think her acting uh helped a lot immensely along with the cast mm -hmm. as well too mm -hmm. that's what i will keep it at that for now i'm sure we'll go over it next but yeah <laughs> no yeah let's talk about that because i forgot how star-studded this cast was yeah. like when i went back and watched it i was like oh they got some big hitters in this so i think you're talking about numi rapace right who yeah. i love who's amazing yes she's 100%, beautiful she's she's awesome she's great um and then when I saw that she was in this, I was like, oh, it's, it's it, it, you know, like, my, right, like, it's, it's going to be a banger, right? And then you have Logan Marshall Green, who, cutie, love him, um, was, uh, did, sorry, sorry, I should know this. Didn't he play Bane or did, he played, um, he played, no, he didn't play Bane. He, uh, he played some, I'm thinking there's somebody not else. Bane. Yeah, he was um, not Bane. No, it, yeah, I don't know why I just said that. Uh, he played, I'm trying to figure out what villain he played. Um, oh, he was in uh, Devil. Did you ever see that movie Devil? He played the guy that- Oh, I think yes, the elephant, yeah, that, oh my God. Yeah, that he had to- Yeah, uh, he was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you yeah. have Michael Fassbender. That was right, Hello. I was trying to figure out, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you have Michael Fassbender, you have Charlize Theron, who I'm like, love Charlize. She um, was originally going to be shot. So I, I imagine that. that, like, she was originally going to be shot, 
and she had to dip out because of scheduling on another project and they offered her this other smaller part and she jumped on it once she figured out she could and it's just it's interesting to rewatch it knowing that oh i didn't know that that's mm -hmm. actually really interesting but i also feel like she gave vickers the character that it needed to be and it was it like that plot twist in the end where you're like oh i see why you're like a bitter person right like it was it was yeah. amazing but you that's have... a whole thing like that's a whole <laughs> character that we could do a whole episode about yeah because there's all these theories about who she really is and what she really is and why she does what she does and says what she does and it's oh oh sorry keep Abs going no like like you're absolutely right there's all these characters that you're like you 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 literally just introduced them for two seconds and now we're back to like it was just it was so you have Idris Elba who plays the captain of the ship um who come on it's fucking Heimdall for Christ's sake um <laughs> you have yeah you have Guy Pierce. hello Guy Pierce playing Wayland himself um and then you have all these other actors uh Sean Harris who plays um Byfield and all that stuff so I, I forgot like I haven't seen this movie probably in about I would say maybe five years like I haven't really like watched it I like gave away the DVD and like, I was like, oh, cool, it's a movie, blah, blah, blah. And then when I had to rewatch it, I was like, this this was a lot of star power in this film. Oh, and let's not forget Benedict Wong. Hello. Uh -huh. I know. I was like, I, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. Baby like, in this movie. He's a baby. And I'm like, holy the crap. The amount like, of, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. And, and I, but so let's go back to Alejandro's comment where I think, Knowing what I know now, because since you said, oh, Charlize Theron was supposed to be Shaw, I could see that. But I think Numi Rapace gave it a little bit more breadth. I feel like she gave it a little bit more. I feel like without her, the movie wouldn't have even garnered what I rated it. Um, only because uh, yeah. I agree. she was, her acting was so pivotal and so phenomenal even from the beginning, right? Like from Jump. So um, for those of you joining us, spoiler alert, it's 10 years, too bad. Um, so <laughs> basically the movie, yeah, right. Whoops. <laughs> um, basically, basically the movie is the prequel to all the Alien series. It is about how these engineers, which they're called in the movie, basically seeded Earth and created us. Um, it started life on Earth um, through a substance that they created right that we learn later on um is meant to use and evolve life but also can destroy and kill it um which we see a lot with Fifield when he falls into it and it like burns his face um we also see that it can kill people like the uh biologist who gets obviously like an early face hugger like worm-like <laughs> thing that like goes into his esophagus and like does all that stuff um and so this movie basically tries to explain the origins of Alien itself. Um, and it does a mediocre job of doing that. Um, there's a lot of open-ended questions that like I had like watching this movie. I was like, that doesn't explain anything, right? Like that doesn't explain, um, okay. So it, it basically was almost like, how do I put this? It's like almost doing like the Scarlet Witch comic book version. Like you throw in like God level powers where she can just erase like reality. And in this one, it's like, it's a substance that just got created and we don't know how it got created by these engineers, but we also don't know where these engineers came from. But we're also going to explain how it like, it kind of show how it evolves like life, for life forms really quickly. But then 
like we just turn into like monsters that can just ultimately kill it was the weirdest thing um but i think without numi rapace and a lot of these cast members um the movie wouldn't have been what it had been for me um what do you all feel about the acting um let's start with marianne what did you feel about the actors what did you feel about the casting how did you feel the acting went um besides the plot right like which we'll we'll, we'll get into because i feel like we'll have a lot to say about that what did we feel about the actors Marianne? i i totally agree even knowing how much i love charlie's theron she was not at the point yet where she could carry it the way that numi did it just it would have been such a different role for her if she had done it maybe three to four years later after furiosa that would have been mm. that would have been something to see but like right at this point it's I think that that was the right casting choice, honestly. And I am still really torn about whether or not I like Michael Fassbender as David. Mm. It's it's tough because we had these two wonderful performances in the previous, well, more than two, but all of these fabulous Android characters in the previous films that it kind of felt like, I don't, it's, it's, I get it. He's the first one. He's supposed to be a little off and supposed to make you feel not as comfortable as the other ones. So I guess that's okay. That works, but it's just a little too perfect and shiny clean for me. Mm. I wish he had had like some kind of motor tick or some kind of thing that wasn't perfect. Cause I think that would have worked better. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good example of how important casting is in a film like this, whether or not the plot works, question mark. The cast is what can really carry a film. And I definitely think I liked it better watching it yesterday than I did the first time I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, now you caught me with a mouthful of oh, good. Yeah, no, 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 it's not your fault. Just my, I was like, I didn't eat. And I was like, oh God. I think you have, I think actually now that you said that, it kind of enlightened me in like the yeah. robot characters. You're right. He was a little too polished. Like he, um, was that, he was watching, a, what was it? Lawrence of, the, of Arabia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. he like had like bleach in his hair. He like could throw a basketball. Like it, it almost seemed like the only flaw he had was the fact that he basically was morally flawed but also robots aren't robots don't have morals so they were just like oh i was just seeing what this experiment would do and um Shaw's was husband, that morals or was that how he was programmed because we know that all of the future androids yeah. from Waylon all have the same kind of basic programming to protect this life form and sure, maybe this is the first time we're seeing an android meet one, but at the same time, he immediately is trying to protect it. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about the humans. Yeah. He's like, yep, sorry, I'm sorry you want this alien baby out of you, but I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to ship you off to cryo. Sorry about that. And I kind of appreciated Shaw's line where she was just like, what's going to happen to you when he's not around to program you anymore? Mm-hmm. And he was like... Uh, and then he like but he had a comeback but then it was like it made you think like shit like that's right like what's gonna happen like when he's gone but you know as we see in the alien movies you're right like they all are programmed to protect this like this this being this entity this alien who's not human right mm-hmm. um alejandro what did you think about the casting what did you think about the acting i know you have strong feelings about numi rapace which i totally agree with what did you think about 
all the other ones. I honestly loved Idris's character. I think he was great. Even Benedict's and the other person that was the pilot um, in it. Um, I thought their characters were pivotal. I thought they were much needed. There were some that I was just like, why did you, like, for example, the biologist and the geologist, uh, I was like, why were you there? Like, we could have had other characters that, you know, could have done that. Um, and I get that, like, he, like, uh, Pfeiffer mapped the the ship and mapped, like, the place that they were in. Um, but I almost feel like their characters were obsolete. Like, they weren't necessarily needed. Um, but anyway, Alejandro, what did you think about um, the casting of the characters? Uh, well, I mean, in that last point you made, um, it's Alien. It's it's a when I come to the Alien franchise, Predator franchise, or I call like the the Fox uh, Alien concept, or what I say, extraterrestrial franchises that come for them. Um, they need body counts. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. That ship was loaded up with. Yep. I was looking at the massive ship, and then personally, um, and, and not to get away from what you're talking about, because I'm about to go right into that concept of the, uh, of the acting and casting because you do have like Wong, Igris, Eldra, you have a lot of the crew over there that's kind of part of the maintenance crew of there, which some happened to be biologists. And there was, and then one of my gripes with it too was, even though the acting did a fantastic job of, you know, keeping me enthralled within the situation, there were situations where there was a biologist, biologist wanted to take a flamethrower. You don't realize that he was actually a defense guy that happened to know simple mm. mechanics of certain things to actually scan the area. And it made it sound like he was a scientist. In reality, he wasn't. He was just ready to fucking torch shit. Which in reality would it would it would have helped? Don't get me wrong. Um, but um, even when you have brief moments, like for him, for example, he was with the dude that wanted to pet the snake and the freaking <clears throat> alien substance. But that I totally disagreed with. But even dude that was wanting to, you know, once again, oh look, she's gorgeous. Let's go ahead and pet her. And before I did the whole classic, ah, she bit me. Um, it was more along the lines of like the crazy situations when they're all sitting down and talking in the pre-flight, you know about the yeah. land and understand that why the Whalen slash <laughs> Utani Corporation <laughs> has, has them out, out there, you know, <laughs> hypothetically speaking. And so, you know, as they're out there, you even see that each and every them interact. And most of the time, it's not vocal. It's physical. They're scared shitless. You see mm-hmm. them unsure. You even have what I call them classic biologist cowboy with the flame blower. He's sitting there even joking around the, the fact that you're saying we're out here on a hunch and not the fact that yeah okay yeah you showed maps you sure but do we have any other like evidence and you know there you know there's not a space mcdonald's out there or like a best western they're literally screwed unless you go back to cryosleep you know what i mean so that being a said space um, mcdonald's a space mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> i love that elements <laughs> I want I want to make like a mixed Star Wars burger, you know, like I don't know. <laughs> but the the whole point the the whole point about about this is that you think about it and uh going on to, when you guys were talking about uh I I joke around and call them replicants, but the actual, you know, uh, concept of the uh androids that are out there um which it, it's interesting because both of you made an excellent point. The flaw that existed wasn't necessarily a moral compass, but more along the lines of loyalty to a father figure and approval because he didn't have a soul nor did the previous androids supposedly have it but his obsessive concept ironically was looking over somebody so he could reflect how a human thinks but for him a human thinks like what was on television or on she said North Arabia was going in that situation there uh which he oh god creepy like got copied to the the whole classic you know 40s to 60 haircut going to bat I mean it was it was accurate in in that regard um uh but like I said his the, the acting concept to see eating him uh, acknowledging that, all right, cool, humans are what I was obsessing over, but here, you know, Loki, he knows that somebody's on the ship, <clears throat> Wayland, and he's trying to go ahead and, like, find the next step for approval. 
In this case, and, to my, and this is just me, this is just, a, this is just a theory. Well, then again, when they did it, say that he's afraid of dying. Um, and, you know, when it came to the concept of him trying to find a solution to this, it was insane. But he was so trusting over these engineers that he allowed that sucker just to lift him up. I mean, just by the neck initially, like, oh, you're sweet. Hi, this and, and just it just moments like those. I mean, when it came to the actor, it's fascinating. Like going back to talk about Idris Elba or Iwang, I, I'm going to call, call him Captain because that brief, brief five minutes of like bravery that that whole crew showed going into knocking that freaking ET ship out of the sky. Like borderline <laughs> got me excited and emotionally teary eyed. I mean like yeah. this moment, like hands up. I was like, oh my God. And like, you just, they, they were all for it. You know, they knew what they had to do and don't get me wrong. They weren't necessarily agreeable, but you saw the processes of emotion transpire through the eyes. And the thing is, once again, they all probably had, excluding Idris Elba and his, you know, conversation with, uh, um, you know, Charlize in regards to like emotion and relation and human contact of what, what if they, what their motives were being there late at night, whether they were actually there or actually because they're attracted. But the concept, even those, those brief exchanges, they're not, I mean, technically, I still feel as if there was not really a main character, you know, even though mm. like, I, I believe that, you know, I, it just, there's so many good moments, but I, I, once again, in short, so I don't, you know, digress too much. Uh, the acting is fantastic, and I'm going to be straightforward. It's the only reason why I have this a four out of five. Uh, we're going to talk to some other things, and I'm going to complain. But I'm telling you right now, that's the only reason why I was like, "Yay, I'm, I'm ready for this." But uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of loopholes that I'd like to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I think okay. So let's just do our ratings now, so that way we can get them out of the way, and then we can talk about plot. We can talk about story. We can talk about all the shitty things that were wrong with this film. Um, uh, <laughs> there's uh, so there's a lot. Uh, Miriam, what, what would you rate this film? Uh, what would you give this? How many popcorn, popcorn buckets? Zero to five. I one. gave it a two and a half. And the reason I gave it in my mind a high score is because, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? Is you have a rating system. What is your rating of a one? What is your rating of a five? What is your rating of a two and a half? For me, it's kind of like watchability, how rewatchability, how much it could influence other films and how you uh, accept them, find new things from them, stuff like that. Uh, for me, I love every bit of design in the film. If I just muted it, I would be the happiest person ever and just watch all of this beautiful concept art, all of the influence from Giger, just everything, all of these amazing conceptual pieces and the costumes and the sets and the special effects that for me is really what keeps this film in a higher score for me personally great i love that alejandro what would you rate this film uh mine's a four out of five but uh, like matt said uh, my rating system is a little different mainly my stuff is uh, on storylines and usually the backing and foundation so there's a lot of trash movies out there that I would give but what I consider like a 3.5 slash four. Um, but mainly it, it has to be the acting or directing, you know, saving it, uh, saving it for me. Um, now I will say, uh, that visually is stunning. Like I can't, mm -hmm. you, even Absolutely. if you hate the franchise, it, it, you're like, yeah. I mean, anything from nature to the concept of, you know, outer space, who says outer space is not nature. You get the point. The fact is that everything from mountains to oceans to even the aliens themselves, was awkwardly like gorgeous, which now I think about it, um, and you know, just just a slight little pause from there, which you know I don't want to digress. I'm sorry, but anyway, four out of five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can. You have I, I, permission I, to. I, well, 
Well, I, okay, because like our major, uh, like our complaints, which have been like very, very valid, have been like, why do people do these things? And why did they introduce it this way when they could have did this way? And a lot of crazy things, right? And, and essentially to me, I felt like I was invited to a steakhouse and I got to smell all the great smells and I, I got to have the great wines, but the main course of dish, the meaty portion that I got, in my head, I was expect, expecting a 12 ounce ribeye and I got it shrink down and cooked down to a well done, like, you know, five ounce sirloin. And, and it's not like it's bad, you know, but at the same time, it, 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 okay. So, so what I mean by this is like, okay, I know the history of the alien, right? Uh, we're, we're fans, we're, we're, we're fans of the history of the alien. But for example, why the aliens look the way they do, all of a sudden something just keyed in my head. So if we're thinking about Prometheus and how things were made, right? So the theory in this was from, you know, badasses were saying, hey, there's possible a hint of life in this other area, which happen to be engineers that have the same genetic makeup as, as us. So therefore they could be making us, which there shows some history around multiple parts of the world. However, there was also a hint of wondering who made them, right? So these things that we say look mighty close to xenomorphs at the moment, look like space squids, right? But when they take over the engineers, they are in that form right behind you, which is a more fluidic design, a copy of an engineer or of an engineer. However, if you go into every single alien, AVP and so forth, whatever the alien takes over, its body almost looks like a hyperextended version of what it takes over. So if you think about xenomorphs when they take over humans, they have the skull that's translucent. And everything else is, just, you know, from the rib cage in there. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's different, but it's mocked off a human body. When they took over predator and AVP, they took over predator form. So I guess, in a sense, to me, it's showing that they are an evolving, murdering creature. Therefore, they would, like you said, they give life, but they also take it. So it just seems like they just specifically made to morph according to the environment. Because also going off the book series, if I get technical speaking, these things in history are literally like made to live in space. They're mm -hmm. made mm -hmm. to like live near the sun. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. I mean, the, the way they evolve and what's going on is, is gnarly. So in a sense, I, I, I think that it, somebody either did it on purpose to make theories come out like crazy, like, like what I'm doing right now, because I don't fucking know. Uh, but I mean, that, but once again, that, that's, that's another thing because we, we don't know once again why they're there. We only know that they're here because of what they were created. The silicone little jars are now full of liquid. I thought they kind of were like a, uh, if you're going, if you're comparing things uh, to like Mav's badass popcorn bucket there to the traditional egg format compared to like being a alien made sphere. It's like mother nature compared to man made. It's like they were actually biological weapons, which they, they say in AVP. But once again, I, I see this is the reason why I don't want to say anything. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's several hundred years of evolution between yeah. this film and when you get to that stuff. Like what we think of yeah. as the Xenomorph yeah. egg, that's way in the future because this film is supposed to take place in 2091. So yeah. Then you think about how long it is from this film to when we first meet the Nostromo, and it's it's a long time. And yeah, we established that xenomorphs, they take on certain elements of the host, and what we think of as the traditional xenomorph with the long head and the secondary mouth and all of that looks an awful lot like the engineer's armor, like the space jockey's armor. So what was that armor based on? Maybe they 
fought that thing and absorbed that thing. And that's why they look the way that we are used to seeing them. Yeah, I think, um, okay, so I rated this film three and a half out of five popcorn buckets. Um, I think there's, so I love this. I love being like, I love talking to people (laughs) Mm -hmm. where they're like, but this didn't make sense. Cause then I'm like, you're right. Like, this isn't something that I think about because usually I watch films like this by myself and then I scare myself and then I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I, you don't really think about like, no, like in a good way. I love scaring okay. myself. Great. Um, but like, you don't really think about like the more like intricate parts of the film, like versus when you're watching it with somebody that's like a fan. And then they're like, did you see how this like didn't work? And I was like, well, no, but actually now that you said something, right. And so this is really great. So God, there's so much to unpack with this film. Um, for me, for me, you're right. I think, I think it was a weird thing where when the xenomorph, so, so, so the precursor to the xenomorphs, like this guy behind me came out of the engineer at the end of the film, right? Like you see it come out and then the mouth extends, but it doesn't like, it doesn't have the, the, like the thing that's actually inside the mouth that, that, you know, we're, we know and love from the xenomorphs from Alien. I was like, okay, like that makes sense. But then now that you're talking about it, you're like, these aliens evolved from the engineers and then all of a sudden somehow they got off planet or they obviously they killed off the engineers, right? I haven't seen Alien Covenant. I don't know if there's like a explanation for that in that movie. Um, You should watch it after after this, just because- I mean, I don't- Okay. Totality, okay. finality. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> I know. Okay. I yeah. feel like <laughs> so it's on like it's on like things where it's like three ninety nine, and I'm like, do I want to pay that? And I'm like, yes, I do because I've never fucking seen it. Um, so I'm I'm gonna pay it. I'm gonna watch it, and I because I really want to know like kind of how that evolves. But I think for this film, so for me, visually stunning. Most of this was filmed in Iceland, right? Like it was filmed mm-hmm. over there like all of those overhead shots that you see in the beginning and the intro, like it's a traditional movie where you do the credits in the beginning, like, like brief credits in the beginning for, you know, the director and for the producers and the writers and all that stuff. Um, beautiful. And then all of a sudden, boom, we pan out to a waterfall with this huge alien spacecraft. And you're like, obviously this is earth. Um, and then you see one of the engineers drink a liquid, which is the liquid, obviously that, you know, for them, when they drink it, it dissolves them and it basically breaks down their, like them from the, like very minimal or the smaller parts of their atoms, DNA, all that stuff. But then when it went, when he lands in the water, the DNA molds with the water molecules and all of the bacteria that's in them and creates DNA. And that's where we form, you know, that's where they formed us. Um, but apparently, and this is sort of what I got from the film, um, apparently we were a mistake right and that's something that you sort of get and that you sort of get a feel from when david is talking to halloway and uh halloway says well um we basically said what well, we made you because we could and then david says well what would you how would you feel if your creators if your engineers said that we created you just because we could and i was like don't say that. Don't say that. Oh my God. Oh my God. And because you, you go down a thing, right. Yeah. And then you have, you have a uh, Shaw's character who's truly religious, who truly believes that we were created in God's image and all that stuff. And, you know, questions, people question her throughout this entire film. 
I, I think the thing for me was like the smaller things where it was like these characters that didn't really, you're right, there needed to be a body count. But would it have mattered if they died versus like if somebody who discovered the liquid, who we don't know where the liquid came from. All we know is that Idris Elba came in and was like, this is a freaking, this is a military camp. Like they made this, what they left it here. They fucking left because they were like, fuck this shit. Like we're like, we don't want anything to do with this. Right. And you can even see it on the mural. Like when they get into the first yeah. ship or mm-hmm. like the first thing you can see it in the mural that Holloway discovers that they, they knew that these creatures could get formed by them. Right. But you don't really see, you don't really see that and they don't discuss it. Um, there was just a lot of loopholes and a lot of plot holes that I wish that were filled. How all of a sudden, like, why did the, why did the engine, and I don't know, so, sorry, I haven't seen Alien Covenant. So like, why did the engineers, like, why are they so hateful of us? Like, they're like, oh, look at you. And then they're like, oh, fuck all of you. We're going to kill you. I'm going to earth. We're going to just bomb the fucking place and destroy all of you. Right. Like, why was that a thing? Right. And I think watching this, there was just so many like plot holes that I just wasn't satisfied at the end of this movie. It was great, but I was like, this movie was not what I thought it would be. And it it, it just, there were holes in a lot of it. Um, So let's go to the plot. Let's go to the story while we have like about 10 minutes left to discuss this. Marianne, I want to hear from you because I feel like you, you have a lot to say about this and especially about the plot. And I I, want to comment on it. So please let us know. Please tell the audience, please tell everybody, what did you, how did you feel about the story and the plot? Well, I think what you said was it wasn't what you were expecting. I think that was the general consensus from pretty much everybody, even though it gave us exactly what we were promised going in, which is mm. we're going to talk about the origin of the xenomorphs. And they, they did pretty much. And anyone who, not that anyone here did, but anybody who complains about the amount of faith and questioning our makers that is in the film doesn't pay attention to Ridley Scott's work because that's like the main (laughs) thing throughout every film he has ever done he questions what it is to be human he questions what it is to have a soul most of his most endearing and enduring characters struggle with that like think about Blade Runner that's the entirety of Blade Runner and we get a lot of that in this film and kind of seeing it from the extreme of here is somebody, an android, trying to grapple with what it is to have a soul and not just be what his father created him to be. And then Charlize Theron's character, who if we believe she is his daughter, or maybe she is also an android, we never really get that answer. So it's it's a very interesting study, again, in what makes someone human, especially when faced with giant scary monsters and i mean that's yeah. not it's not really the plot per se but it is kind of the plot of the entire film yeah i i think so too i think a lot of these films especially like the alien franchise they make us think about like i know this is gonna sound super like general and super like woo but i feel like it makes us think about our place in the universe in a way where it's like these people have created these beings that are supposed to make us feel safe Um, and make us feel like, you know, they can do things that we can't, but also they're supposed to be like us, but they're Mm -hmm. somehow like metahuman, right? But but they also have some of the best epiphanies that I've ever heard in any film franchise, like ever that I've watched. 
um, about humanity specifically, which is like goes to your point. Like it makes us it it makes people think about like human like humanity and all that stuff and like question things, right? Which people who don't necessarily do that in general, like when they watch a Ridley Scott film, they're like, oh, uh, right, and uh, like it like mind blown, right? And I think you know, as a young person watching Alien and watching you know the franchise, like I didn't get that shit, right? Like, but watching it now, you're like. That oh, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that's scary. Like, that's even scarier than when I originally watched it because I thought the aliens were scary. But in reality, like, we're scared, you're right? Like, and that's, it makes that's you the just... whole point of aliens is to show us that. Like, what's uh, yeah, the about line say, about yeah. the only uh, species that fucks over each other for a percentage? You know, that's the right. whole mm-hmm. Right. Um, Alejandro, what did you think about the story? What did you think of the plot? Um, do you feel like there were holes? Do you feel like there were, it was, you know. I mean, there are definite holes. I mean, I mean, there are definite holes in, in the plot. I mean, and those holes, I think, uh, one, if it comes to, if we're, we're talking about franchises and having to make money, yeah, if we also have to understand that, you know, of course, there's studio decisions, things come out, you know, not necessarily everybody agrees with the scripts and so forth as well. So we can, we definitely get that, you know, those, so we, we totally understand, you know, as fans that shit happens, you know, so there's a lot of outside factors to certain things that happen and we, we accept certain amounts, but there are enough plot holes to be rightfully to be frustrated, uh, especially in the alien franchise, uh, the combination of the predator franchise, JTP, but in a sense, it seems like there's a lot of, you know, reaching out, trying to, you know, fix things, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there are enough to, to really, really frustrate me and push me away from this. Um, however, when I saw Prometheus coming into this, uh, to be very, very, very upfront, I had no idea it was a prequel. And I think a lot of people didn't either when you just are looking at, let's say, um, let's go on to say uh, the commercials, the advertisements for it, the promote in the promoting concepts to it. It was a brand new movie made by the alien director in an alien universe. So like there was a lot of unknowns coming into that. Um, however, if we're going to go into a little bit more in the storyline, how things are created and the concepts of, you know, questioning makers, creations, who the individuals are, where we come from, who we are in moral society, who we really are on the, on the uh, nature, mother nature food chain. Are we really the most intelligent, you know, life form out there in, in, you know, in this world. And I think about it, I, I you know, and I, I just, this came to mind because you guys, both of you guys just hit the whole moral compass or the moral concepts of, of multiple characters, whether it's going to be the engineers, whether it's the human beings that are there, uh, whether it's going to be our protagonists or supposedly antagonists that were questionable androids, you know. That being said, it it, it starts to make you double think things in, in the first place because one, us as humans trying to figure out what we are, we're constantly trying to figure out where we come from, uh, and and if not, it's always about the what if factor. And for the first time in a long time, uh, I my chemistry teacher did this. Um, I love my chemistry teacher so much, and I think it's the reason why I appreciate the Alien franchise we see a sci-fi franchise saying that there's a possibility, a combination of science and religion. And they understand that something out there beyond there is what they can't explain, what science can't explain to them is, is a mystery. And that's what the heroine, she's, she's there just trying to figure out where Contact we come from. Contact did it and better. Other, yeah, say what? Contact, Jodie Foster, contact, that did it better. <laughs> I, Can we I please do for the satellite dish. We, 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 will, we will talk about that satellite dish scenes as well. I will go fully into that. I love I love one the great movies great. of all time. That's oh, one of the fantastic. greatest movies ever made. And oh, my Lord. I, I mean, I, 
and and producer steps will remember look of contact because you know one I, i'll make a reference to another movie that you know, goes into moral uh, concepts and so forth is equilibrium so like once again Ooh, yeah. it, you yep. know coming into like you know genetically come from soldiers it's just insane but like if you think about it <clears throat> good old america and a lot of parts of different countries in existence have came to be because they were questioning the big brother and where we're coming from and doing you know a society is brought up for that reason i mean we discovered the engineers like you said jordan looks like they don't freaking like us at all they look like they hated us in fact they even <laughs> mentioned the amount of storage facilities slash eggs that were in there in that ship that was being transferred over it looked like they were trying to send it over to earth so that mistake they were trying to correct <laughs> i'm not a mistake my mom and dad said i was on purpose the point is <laughs> is that you know like <laughs> the point is that you know it, it it does question it you do question who the big brother is i mean we then come to find out that I, if you are a fan of AVP, they already established that technically predators use aliens as a concept of hunting, how to perfect their hunting skills. Mm -hmm. they, their whole concept is just, is just making them badasses. But then we also find out that they're actually okay with human beings as long as they <laughs> help them limit the amount of accidents that happen out there. And coming with the concepts of the engineer yeah i know right <laughs> coming up with the concepts of the engineer it just kind of cap capitalizes on that they were mm -hmm. created to eliminate things and and like i don't know i just i just find it mm -hmm. ironic and at the same time i find it ironic that the engineer falling in the water as, as he was falling victim to an alien and it makes me wonder like how, how dangerous is h202 features <laughs> but then again they well, swim through it so well, it's, it's he, really... he did it on purpose he did that's, it on oh, purpose like he, he knew what he right. was doing you, yeah, and... I, and the other thing yeah. is, like, were the engineers really pissed off about humans or did they just want to continue the experiment? Because that's right. that's how I look at it, is that it wasn't necessarily. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You had one bad egg. That's, that's, that's mm -hmm. essentially what it was. So literally one bad egg. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I, I didn't even know I like rocks once. My favorite line from all of, of Prometheus is geologists yelling out, I like rocks. Like still to this day, I will yell that out. Because <laughs> it makes no like, sense. Like, like why does he do it? It's funny. It is. It is. I think I think overall, um, I so we're gonna do like last last little last tidbits for this movie. I think overall, I think, you know, I Minus the experience that you and your friends had, Marianne. I think, like, I would show this to somebody. <laughs> I don't love any of them anymore. This movie lost I, me friendships. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Uh, so here's the thing. I would show this to somebody, like, uh, maybe in chronological order. I'd be like, this one, and then I'm obviously going to do Alien Covenant. And then I'll do the Alien series just to see, like, if it makes sense to them. And then if they watch it and they're like, why was Prometheus? And then I'd be like, okay, that was probably not, you know, the right move to do. <laughs> but overall, I think this film, um, it had its moments where I was like, this is badass, right? Like, this is awesome. Um, uh, we didn't even get to the part where uh, Shaw gives herself a cesarean with the machine <sighs> and like, God, I was the whole time, the whole time. And I'm not biologically a female. So, but the whole time, like this whole part of my, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Even in the movie theater and even to this day, I'm like, what is going on? She's like shooting herself. Anyway, um, I feel like this movie is worth a watch once. And then that's all you ever need to see it again in your life. I feel like it's not good. It's not something that 
like me, where it's like I had to buy the DVD immediately when it came out and like watch it, and I was like, ah! But um, I feel like this is like worth a watch w- once, and then you're like, cool. Like I don't, I feel like I don't really need to see that again. What's interesting um, now is with a show like, um, uh, oh my god, I just completely blanked the the one on HBO with the crazy robot that just got canceled. That was one season, Mother and Father. Why am I blanking on it? I write about it all the time. Oh my god. Uh, raised by wolves raised by wolves. oh yes yes Yes. so watching this after watching raised by wolves it it feels more of an in-universe thing Mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool that i wonder if people who have just gotten into raised by wolves will find this and maybe be more interested in it than they were when it first came out just because it's kind of that Mm -hmm. type of thing where it's religion it's now you have to go watch that now you should yeah. totally watch it's really good it's, it's so good it's amazing it's a shame it got canceled I, i'm pissed that it did get canceled like i'm pissed so angry maybe we can revive um, it right it's like everything's bad. um yeah and i feel like uh you know even though it was ridley scott even though it had some of that magic in there it was still like and, and so to quell this I did go in thinking that it was a prequel film and I knew that I, I, I was like, I'm not going to expect like alien aliens. I'm not going to expect that. And I, I was still a little disappointed, but at the end of the day, I think we all have to just realize that it is a prequel and it is something that's like, it's trying to explain something. And it, I think it does its job in a way where it's like, okay, some of the things that we had questions about are answered about it. But I feel like if, there was a little bit more time because it's only what like a two-hour movie i feel like if there was maybe like 20 or 30 minutes like more into it there could have been more that was done with this film and there could have been more that was elaborated on um in this film but you have to remember this is 2012 right like we're in 2022 when you know films get bigger budgets and they get longer run times and all that stuff where you know um do all that stuff um what are some last minute thoughts alejandro will go with you really quick um last minute thoughts on this film uh, like I said, they, they could have gone a different direction. Um, I didn't like I said the, the big thing for me was acting. Uh, that said, did a lot. Uh, there were some things in which allowed my theories just to go on in my head. Uh, essentially, that's where they were big four out of five. Um, however, it wasn't the storyline that helped. It wasn't you know it wasn't their you know amazing directions of some of their uh, let's say of their <laughs> directions what they're going in general. Uh, there's a lot of questions, a lot of loopholes. I won't even go there. Once again, I keep a four out of five right now. Eh, I'm gonna shift to the three. Are you just thinking about some things um but i'm only staying steady four on it uh but uh yeah that's my final thoughts definitely <laughs> final thoughts marianne final thoughts on this movie i i still am not completely convinced that charlie's theron is not an android like i'm just i'm not and every time <laughs> but she's she asked, died did she we don't know the ship just we fell and that was it yeah <laughs> we saw freaking David get his head ripped off, which is apparently what happens to all androids in this. Popular thing, huh? But like, we don't know. And some of the things that she says throughout the film obviously point to that. And whether they're there for misdirection or because he's letting us know that yes, she's an android. I don't know. That's still one of the things that I would love to know. Uh, I, I'm going to stick with my my score. I do think I like it a little bit more than my score indicates, but there's just as a film, there's some things that need to be fixed and addressed before I can up my score. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, friends, it was awesome 
meeting you. It was awesome seeing you again. You all were great. I'm so glad I had some awesome like alien fans that were on here um, to do this. Um, again, we were doing Prometheus, the 2012 movie Prometheus. Watch it once, don't watch it again. You don't need to watch <laughs> it again. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to let everybody know um, that is all the time we have left to talk about it. You all were great guests. I hope I get to see you again sometime soon. Alex, I have a feeling I'll see you sometime like two or three times this month um, <laughs> on any films <laughs> or things that I do. Marianne, I hope I get to see you again yeah. um, to do a film. You all are awesome. Uh, where can we see you, Marianne? Are you on the socials? Are you uh, on anything? I am editor-in-chief at nerdbot.com. So that's the best place to find me, nerdbot.com. Nice. Uh, Alejandro, where can we find you? Um, where are you on the socials? Uh a couple things in regards to just an acting creative count and trash talking count. Pretty much, you can find me on Twitter at Crimson Cowie, the, the color Crimson, and then my last name C O W I E. A lot of random shenanigans, daily content at I am Cowie on Instagram. That's I A M C O W I E. And uh, Facebook, my name. That's all you have to look. That's all you have to do. Real simple. It's great. It's it, like one stop shop. There it is. Um, and as you all know, you can find me on Instagram. I'm not really active on like, any other, but uh, Instagram is City of Stars 13. Um, I post a lot of funny stories. I don't post a lot of funny posts. So, um, but yes, uh, it is all good to see you. Um, so don't forget that Not Much Review and Basic Binges are now in podcast form. You can listen to them anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and usually it's available and free. Um, when you can listen to them. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Twitch. All of our platforms are at Nom Talk Network. I would like to give an especially awesome and amazing shout out to our producer, Stephanie. I love you. We love you. The Xenomorphs love you. All the androids love you. We, Waylon Corp is right she's behind you. She's kind of great. <laughs> yeah, she's just amazing. So. I love her. In every cinematic universe, you are awesome and amazing. We love you, Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, please um, let us know what you would like to see in the comments, what, do you, what you would like to talk about, um, if there's any other thing um, that we are going to discuss. Um, uh, tune into our next show, which is going to be Basic Binges, Stranger Things Volume 4. The season finale is going to be Monday night, this coming Monday night. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. It's all the feels. It's all the amazing things. I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to cry. I love that show. Um, mm. But again, thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Jordan Orozco, and I hope you have a nomorific night. Goodbye. <laughs>